What is up, you guys? It's me, Alexandra, and before hopping into the episode, I thought I would just share a couple of really exciting announcements. So first, I'm holding my first live event in Santa Monica, my mediumship gallery, which is pretty much just a group reading. It's a very old school name, will take place on Saturday, June 4th at Mystic Journey Book and Crystal Store on Main Street, Santa Monica from 11.30 a.m to 1 30 p.m and if you're like what the heck and bob is a mediumship gallery what is happening don't worry it is going to be beautiful i will guide you all through a grounding yet uplifting meditation to raise the vibration and connect with spirit then i'll call in our team of light to communicate with all and any beautiful souls that come through so i can pass along any messages of hope, healing, and joy. Tickets will be available on my website through an Eventbrite link. I will put all of that information in the show notes. I also suggest that you subscribe to my newsletter so you can get all information and updates and details about the event and with anything else that has to do with my podcast, with my products, with readings and offers and any other events that are coming your way so I can't wait to see you all there and my second announcement is I am doing my first giveaway I'm very excited so from today to June 13th I am giving away two complimentary readings winner number one will receive a 30 minute reading Winner number two will receive an oracle card reading using doc using oh my god using Dr. Stephen Farmer's legendary Earth Magic and Power Animal card decks. So all you gotta do is just follow my podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and make sure to screenshot and DM me your review. And if you're feeling extra saucy, uh, you can share your review in your favorite podcast episode on your Instagram. And again, make sure to tag me and I will reveal the lucky winners on June 13th. I am so, so excited, you guys. Thank you so much again for all the support and all the eyes, ears, and souls that come here to listen and to learn and to just be on this crazy journey with me. I'm recording this on on May 11th and literally I am reflecting oh my goodness on like my emotions the last couple days and now after watching like an intuitive coach talk about the how Mercury went into retrograde yesterday I'm like wow now I get why I was just on an emotional roller coaster so guys you are not alone I am here with you and embracing my humanness embracing all that comes up and I hope you do too so anyways Let's get in to the episode. You guys, and welcome to Embody Your Soul. This is your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many here on Embody Your Soul. This is where we get real comfy and we understand and we try to unlock how we can embody our truest self, our divine purpose, and really get in touch with our soul. And me, I am a psychic medium channeler, 
here I am. I am so excited to be here. I freaking love you guys. I cannot thank you enough for all the support I feel and that you bring. And again, I love, love, love showing up in any way, uh, whether it's for a reading or it's on this podcast, on Instagram. I just, I love it. So again, thank you so, so much for being along for the ride with me. I am really excited about this episode and it is definitely very timely because not sure if everyone listening is like an astrology buff, but I don't really know too much. But at least what I know is that this month is super, super hectic. There's a lot going on. I was um, quite literally looking back at my journal entry um, on May 10th and I was like, oh, that's why I was literally having such a shit day because <laughs> I guess Mercury went into retrograde like it was just hectic and I'm really excited about it because also she is someone who also works with Chelsea Rife, my current podcast coach. So any client or friend of Chelsea is definitely a friend of mine. And her name is Lynette and she is a holistic astrologist. I loved, loved, loved connecting with her. Not only is she just a kind, sweet, beautiful soul and her aesthetic just on point, but she was just so kind and loving. I'm someone who I sometimes like, I don't know why, which is so silly. Like I sometimes get embarrassed when I'm such a novice and such a beginner and she was so beautiful and like making astrology really fun and approachable and just something that can actually really give us the power back because at least for me sometimes life can feel very overwhelming and feel like we don't have any control. At least that's where I used to be. Now I definitely am not feeling that way. But of course, on the low days, I do because I am human like the rest of us. We are all flawed, crazy, weird humans. And I just love her approach to astrology. I love her passion. And we honestly, I just dive into really asking questions that are like, okay, what is it? Like, why should we care about it? You know, where can we begin? And, you know, we go into stereotypes. We go into embracing pieces of us. We go into how we can use astrology to our advantage and to understanding ourselves more. And it's really just your classic understanding astrology, getting excited about it. And I'm certainly really excited about it. I am really excited about learning more. And I hope you guys really resonate with this episode. Please let me know what your favorite part was. Definitely connect with Lynette on Instagram at Cosmic Moves. And I will put all of her information in the show notes. And let's just get right into it, you guys one. Yay! I'm so happy we connected. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And I'm just really like selfishly excited to like ask you about astrology because <laughs> I know like only so much that I only jo- I always joke because people ask me like, oh, what are your whatever? And I'm like, I don't know anything. I just like know this, but I'm really eager to learn more from you and pick your brain. And especially with there's so much, as you know, there's so much going on right now. So I'm really excited to hear hear um, all about that good stuff. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Of course. So happy we connected. Okay. So I love starting the podcast with, um, in your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? 
you can take <laughs> out that giant sigh. Um, I think for me, because I see everything through an astrological lens, mm-hmm. it's really connecting to your authentic self and understanding what makes you you, as well as understanding what you were put put into this lifetime to do and to learn. Um, so part of it is figuring out who you are. And I would say that's the beginning part of one's astrological journey is just understanding your personality and what you like and what you don't like. And then the other part is growing into the person who you're meant to be in this lifetime and accomplishing the things that you're meant to accomplish and Mm. share your gifts and all of that. Mm, I love it. So for our listeners, for anyone who is like, I don't know anything about astrology, I'm sure some listeners are like, yes, we get it. But just to kind of get like a really beautiful synopsis from you, what what is astrology? Why should we care? Astrology is the correspondence of heavenly bodies that can be planets. That can be the luminaries, which is the sun and the moon. It can be asteroids. It's the correspondence of all of those bodies to the energy in ourselves. So just like when you take a microscope and you look at the table that you're standing at or whatever, and at the end of the day, those are just molecules and atoms that are vibrating at a certain frequency. The planets also vibrate at a frequency. They go through cycles. And that has a physical, in my opinion, spiritual impact on us. And astrology, why should we care? Because it's information. Mm -hmm. It's a system that allows us to work with those energies, to understand them. To me, it's not a fortune-telling practice by any means. Um, I actually use it a lot to validate why I've been feeling a certain way or why certain things have been happen happening looking back. Um, but what it can do is help us identify patterns so that the next time mm. a similar cycle comes around, we kind of know either one, how we're going to react or two, we can prepare for it. Um, just whether it's a period of growth, meaning maybe it's a little bit more challenging or it's a period of ease where we know to really like put the pedal to the metal and just like go for it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. So I kind of usually ask this question, but since I'm like really excited to learn more about astrology, because I'm kind of starting from like level one. So when was the point in your life where you were, you, you felt very far from who you were and you're like, okay, I need a shift. And then in that, I guess maybe it was at the same time or afterwards or even before, um, how and when did astrology come into your life? Can you like rephrase that? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> I I like totally, I don't know if you watch The Office, but I'm like Michael Scott where I just like <laughs> say something and I'm like, I'm trying to find it along the way because I forgot what I was saying and hoping I'll no find worries. it. No worries. That's always happening. So where, not where, um, <laughs> when was the point in your life where you felt very far from who you were? And that I guess that's kind of coupled with like, was that when you found astrology? Mm-hmm. Um, or did you were you already working with astrology? You got even more into it. I would mm-hmm. love to hear about that journey. I'm not sure. Um, I think 
Well, astrology has been a part of my life since I was very young. My mom mm. always had books around about astrology, numerology, and handwriting analysis, and she took me to get readings. And so as I kind of restarted my astrology journey, I was like, oh, wait, like, I've been doing this for a lot longer than I thought. So it was always kind of a part of my DNA in that way. I just didn't realize it, which I guess is a way to answer the second part of your question. I guess my reconnection to it happened when I was in grad school in Monterey, California. And I went to grad school after working full time for almost a decade. So for me, it was like a two-year vacation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Monterey, but it's stunning. And oh, like, it just loved being by the water. And I just had so much time. Like I had time to not be stressed about a job. I had time to study something that I was really passionate about, which is language and translation. And I was in one of the most beautiful places on earth. So I was spending so much time outside and I was listening to a lot of podcasts about spirituality and really reconnecting to that part of myself from when I was younger. And that was when I restarted my astrological journey. What really tipped it off for me was discovering locational astrology, mm. which is basically putting your birth chart over a map of the world. So it helps you understand your unique planetary energies in different places around the world because our charts and our astro maps, which is what I call locational astrology chart, are completely unique to us. It's like a fingerprint. So nobody else has those energies in the same places that we do. And I discovered that at that time I was on one of my Uranus lines in Monterey. And that's Uranus represents astrology. So like it all just kind of came together and I was, my mind was blown. That's why I just did that with my hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because it, well, Ur Uranus also represents um, like breakthroughs. <laughs> so yes. it was almost like a spiritual breakthrough of being like, oh my gosh, this is something that I love and is a part of me. And I want to continue this journey and learn about it. And ever since then, I've just been, I haven't stopped. Oh, I love it so, so much. And how have you, like, what is something that I don't want to say overrated because I'm not trying to like dim down how beautiful astrology is, but what is it like too many people talk about? And what do you think not enough people talk about with astrology? I think right now astrology is really having a moment. <laughs> I just saw on Instagram yesterday that like McDonald's was doing tarot readings for Mercury nope. retrograde. Nope. <laughs> okay, that's mm. it's bizarre, wow. but like that speaks to how much it's like going into the collective consciousness, right? Would I ever get a tarot reading at McDonald's? No, but <laughs> mm. um, it's achieving levels that it really e hasn't ever in history, right? Astrology was usually kind of underground, and people call it a pseudoscience and think that you're crazy if you know, you can be represented as one twelfth of the population and all of that stuff. So I think now in this new phase of astrology and astrological knowledge, something that is, I'm going to put it in quotes, kind of like you did overrated mm -hmm. is the simplification, right? So um, I think there's a lot of stereotypes out there about the signs and um, generalizations about how astrology works and why it works or why it doesn't. And I think I don't want to use the term like dangerous or anything negative, but I think that it, 
not understanding it and not going to somebody who has a reverence for something that's thousands of years old and really is sacred, um, it's a connection to something so much bigger than us, can maybe get you into trouble, right? You get into situations where people are trying to tell the future or are giving you answers instead of actually asking you questions so that you can find the answers within yourself. Mm. Okay. I love that you said that because that's something that I've come across with like mediumship. Like a lot of people, there's a, no, I'm, they are wonderful people. There's, I have nothing against them. I do not judge them, but they view mediumship as very dangerous. And I actually just posted a podcast episode is like, no, it's not. And it's just like what you were saying is like, it is a reverence for like, we are a connection to Christ consciousness and source and that, everyone's a medium. Everyone is an astrologer. Everyone is connected. And we're not superhumans. Like, you know, we vet out our mentors and teachers and like, we, you know, have boundaries. We have our peeps. Like we have our soul sisters that keep us grounded. Like we do the things. And I don't know. I think that's what too many people are not thinking about is like, you really, I don't know. There's an, I was even just talking about, um, with a friend, like kind of, uh, performative spiritualism, how it's really become like this thing. And it's like, no, tarot is like, so like, I, like a half of my roots is like, um, Ashkenazi Jew, Hungarian. So I'm like, damn, I was definitely a gypsy doing coffee readings and tarot readings, like no doubt. And that is like an honorable, amazing, magical, um, tool. And I think it's just become all convoluted and all kinds of McDonald's stuff. and Target and like, no, I'm sorry, but like, who's giving tarot readings at McDonald's? Like, what is happening? Like, that blew my mind a little. <laughs> same, same. Oh my god. So, I'm trying to think because I would love to get into. Because I don't know if it's like, is it like, is this selfish of me? But also, like, maybe it could be cool for the listener to like listen. I don't know if I should like tell you my chart and then you can kind of like break it down because I don't really understand the different houses. Like Mm -hmm. what, like, I don't know if I just like pull up my phone and just be like, okay, so this is in this house and that's why I'm this way. Mm. I would actually prefer to just pull my own chart for yours because I don't know. True, true, true. Yeah. You know, because I use like my house system and. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Oh my God. You like got your flow going. Let's see. And do you prefer to go by BB? Yeah, call me BB. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I saw both and I hear yeah. you say both, but I don't know what your preference is. You know, the thing is like a couple of years ago, I so I've been going by BB my whole I've been going my been going by BB my whole life, but my real name's Alexandra. And I'm like, you know what? Alexandra's kind of a vibe. Like I really it's a really beautiful, strong name. So I'm like, I'm just gonna put it out there that that is my name that is like a part of me, but I don't, I'm like both. Like BB is very me. Alexandra is very me. So I'm like, you know what, whatever you feel. Okay. So I have you as a Pisces sun, Mm -hmm. Scorpio rising, Mm -hmm. Sagittarius moon. Mm -hmm. That is me. And I'm, the thought I had when we were talking about your name preference, um, you know, our big three is our sun, moon, rising. But I think 
obviously, <laughs> if anyone has ever heard of astrology, <laughs> so much importance is put on our sun sign. But mm-hmm. really, we are at our most authentic selves when we embrace half sun sign, half rising sign. Um, and it's a journey, right? Because for me, I didn't identify with my sun sign until my 30s. And mm. like, I was like, Ugh, I don't. I'm not Aquarius. I'm not a rebel. Like, I don't understand any of this. Yeah. (laughs) But I think so many people are like, oh, I don't identify with my sun sign or I don't identify with my rising sign. But that's part of the journey is how do we integrate those two pieces of who we are? And so I feel like for you with your name, like it's kind of the same thing because you have these two pieces and you just are now starting to realize, you know, maybe there's a balance here or maybe it's time to integrate both of them or a shift toward one or the other. And it's always a dance and we're always just adjusting and flowing with whatever the energy is. Mm, oh, that does make a lot of sense. I know because I'm like, I don't really, I don't, I don't understand Scorpio as much, but I know I feel like I definitely am pretty Piscean because I'm very dreamy, intuitive, but I'm also very Sag. Like I'm very sassy. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm just excited to learn more. <laughs> yeah. And both of those could, both of those placements, I mean, Pisces and Scorpio, I'm sure you've heard are very much related to psychic abilities and connections to um, the mystical, the occult, all of those things. So that's mm-hmm. um, super strong in your chart. You also have Saturn and Pisces in your North Node um, in Scorpio. And you have Jupiter and Pluto and Sagittarius. So um, those big three are amplified for you just because of your additional placements. That does make – why did I not even think of that? Because I know that makes so much sense because I have a lot of – people are always like, wow, you have so much water and fire. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) You have quite a bit of Earth too. I mean, you have Venus, Neptune, and Uranus and Capricorn. I have some Capricorn in there. And your Chiron's in Virgo. You're a little less in air. Um, Your Mercury is in air. Um, Mm -hmm. So that would be maybe a place where you, if if you aren't feeling balanced, um, if you're feeling like any of the other elements are too much, um, go to air. Go to your thoughts. Go to Mm. breath work. Sometimes astrology can be so literal in terms of finding balance and breathing for air and touching dirt for earth and taking a bath for water. So, yes. Oh my God. It's so funny. Uh, So, yeah, I would love because I'm so curious about that. And I know obviously it's like so, it makes so much sense to you. But again, since I'm like a novice, I, that is such an interesting concept about you not connecting to your sun sign until your thirties. So I just, can you explain that? Cause I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. And I just want to say like, I love working with people who don't know anything about astrology. I think astrology Mm -hmm. should be accessible. I think looking at a birth chart can be so overwhelming because there's all these symbols and pizza pie slices and, you know, numbers and lines. And it's just like, what the heck am I even looking at? And my goal, I guess, in my practice is really just to help people be able to navigate it on their own and not feel so overwhelmed by it, even if it's just by taking baby steps and understanding your sun sign or your moon sign or your rising sign. Mm. Like it doesn't have to be 
this big thing where you all of a sudden have to like download everything that astrology means. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to put that out there first because I I don't want anyone to be like intimidated or like nervous or anything about talking to me about astrology because I I don't want it to feel that way. Um, (laughs) So your question was about me resonating with my sun sign. Yeah, I think I'm a Virgo rising. So mm-hmm. I think growing up, um, my mom and I actually have opposite sun and rising signs. So it's been an interesting journey between her Aquarius rising and Virgo sun and my Virgo rising mm-hmm. and Aquarius sun. So for anyone who doesn't know, Virgo basic um, tenants are being really grounded, um, oftentimes they're known as being like very organized or detail oriented, but Virgo is also the healer of the Zodiac. Um, so it's, I would say maybe one of the more chill (laughs) signs, like speaking. And then Aquarius, I think I mentioned earlier, often known to be rebellious, a big thinker, innovative, um, very focused on the collective. So I think in general, both she and I have had an interesting time of bringing those two together for both of us in very different ways. Um, but she definitely leans more Aquarius rebel, and I definitely lean more Virgo, like follow the rules. So I think that's why growing up, you know, she was the Aquarius and I was the Virgo, and I was the one who always was making sure we were on track and, you know, making sure everything was where it needed to be and all of that stuff. So, you know, good student, rule follower, not a rebel and not super innovative, definitely kind of staying in the prescribed box, if you will. Um, That being said, um, I think by the time I started to get to know my authentic self in my 20s, I started to connect more to being different and being okay with being different. And I don't know, just realizing that different doesn't always have to be what I thought it had to be. Like (laughs) when you think of like a rebel, you think of like someone in a leather jacket on a motorcycle or I do. Um, And it doesn't have to necessarily, like, again, it was me putting things into boxes and Mm -hmm. I was able to see that like, it didn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. No, and that's so interesting. I'm trying to think of like how to phrase phrase this in a question, but like that those are placed so particularly with like your sun and your rising, how you're, I just, I don't know, just the way you said different doesn't have to be the way like I think it is because different is like, yeah, I think for so long, I mean, I I feel the same way where I've always felt different. Mm-hmm. Like I I know one of like my LOL, my toxic tendencies is like, oh, I'm misunderstood. So I'm just going to isolate because I know I understand myself the most. But then it's funny. I'm trying to think of like which sign does which. But then it's because then I get like not um, not like rude awakenings, but like reminders that like, BB, what are you doing? Like you're so loved. Mm -hmm. Like you are so understood. Like it's like I have this really easy tendency to just like kind of make up, like self-impose this loneliness 
Do you think what part do you think that comes from? Well, Pisces is associated with the twelfth house, which is the house mm-hmm. of isolation. Um, and Ooh. it's really interesting because that twelfth house Pisces energy is um about the completion of a cycle because it's the last house of the zodiac. Uh, but Pisces also has this energy where because it's the last sign, it has pieces of it from every sign that comes before it. So everybody who's not a Pisces feels like they can identify with a Pisces, but then the Pisces is like, but you don't get me at all. Like you guys all feel like I get you, but like here I am with like all of this energy that you can't see because it's not a one-to-one relationship. So it makes sense that you would feel that way, first of all, um, just based on all of that Pisces energy that you have. And Scorpio brings that ability to get – I'm going to say this and then I'm going to explain it – but to like get low, right? So that can be um, in a non-productive way, like – depression or something like that. But it's the depth of Scorpio that also allows the ability to like touch places where other signs don't get, right? So I always say that Scorpio is like, when we, when it comes to water signs, Pisces is like the ethereal mist that is like the fog over the lake and you don't know what's enchanted beyond it. You know, it just goes where it wants and it's free flowing. (laughs) And then cancer is like the ocean, right? And it has its tides and the crab is protecting itself and then swimming and living its life, right? Like it's probably the most earthly of the the water signs. And then Mm. Scorpio is like when you go into the ocean and then the cliff drives off and it's the darkest part and humans can't go there because the pressure is too intense and there are these animals that humans have never seen and it's dark. Like that's Scorpio energy. You're making a face. I'm going to (laughs) pause. I was just like, whoa. Oh, my God. No wonder I get so like. Like, obviously, I'm a very, as you can tell, I'm a very high energy, bubbly, silly goose person. But damn, now I'm like, damn, now I I understand why I get so dark and so deep. Yeah, that like, that's Scorpio, yeah. dark and deep. But I think mm-hmm. I, I, I'm editing a podcast that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. And it, <laughs> my friend had a baby who's a Scorpio. And she was like, look, I didn't want to look at her chart because literally anybody who knew anything about astrology was like, oh, you're going to have a Scorpio. Like that's really bad. Like she's going to be so intense. And so like I'm editing it. And so I'm listening to it over and over again about me being like, look, I didn't mean for this to be a let's not stereotype Scorpio podcast. But I think it's so important because when we say dark and deep, people, we have these cultural connotations around what that means. But the Scorpios, the people who have a love Scorpio in their charts are the ones who are able to feel comfortable in places where most people don't, right? We need that. <laughs> like, I am not a person who's comfortable with those things. Thank you, Scorpios, for being able to talk about death, sex, taxes, mm-hmm. all the things that people aren't supposed to talk about in quotation marks. Thank you, Scorpios, mm-hmm. for being able to research deeply, to go into the human psyche, to really dig into things so that we can better understand ourselves. Thank you, Scorpios, mm-hmm. for being able to handle the intensity that comes from deep pressure-driven situations. You know, like I think there's a high frequency and a low frequency for everything, well, on earth, but in astrology as well. And 
going back to what we talked about at the beginning with like people not taking astrology responsibly or however we want to say that, you know, that goes along with these stereotypes that can really cause damage, you know, to just people thinking that they are a certain way or that they should be a certain way when a sun sign is one piece, a rising sign is one piece. We are our entire charts. We grow into our charts Mm -hmm. over our entire lifetime. So even if we don't understand a piece of our chart, we're not meant to at that time, right? Like maybe that's something we're meant to work on down the road. Yes. No. And I, I would kind of love to hear your piece on this because yeah, this, the stereotypes are so interesting and like, you know, obviously they're all over TikTok and they're like fun and silly. Um, but then I feel like, cause then I look at it, but then I'm like, every single time I think I'm like, well, that's just like literally one piece. Mm -hmm. Like maybe a Pisces like wouldn't actually do that. Or like, why would a, like maybe a Virgo, because every single individual is so, so unique. So yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts a little bit more on stereotypes. Yeah. I think it's like anything else, right? So a stereotype usually comes from a kernel of truth and maybe it was from like 500 years ago, or maybe it was from, you know, five days ago. I don't know. But, you know, can Scorpio energy be intense? Sure. Is that all Scorpio energy is? No. (laughs) And Mm. is there a way where somebody would only have Scorpio energy? Also, no. (laughs) So, you know, we all have, even if we don't have planets in every sign, we all have every sign within us. And as the planets transit, they move through the different houses and the areas of our life. And we are multidimensional. We all know that. And I think these stereotypes mm-hmm. kind of, when we take them too seriously or when we take them at face value, they erase the fact that people are complex, that our astrology charts are complex, that we, um, you know, we contain multitudes. Mm-hmm. So what has been the most like unexpected lesson or maybe just piece of wisdom that you found in your journey with astrology? Unexpected. That's a hard question. <laughs> um, you know... <laughs> Okay, I think I'm making this too hard on myself because I'm like, one thing. But honestly, every time I read a chart or like like my own chart or somebody else's chart, I'm always like, wow. (laughs) Like like I'm always like, this really works. (laughs) And still to this day, you know, like even after doing it for so long and studying it for so long, like – I learn something new and it blows my mind, like a new technique or I listen to a new teacher or, you know, insert thing here. Um, But even when I realize, like, I'm still growing into my own chart. I'm still learning things. I still don't really, I'm still working through my Leo moon. (laughs) You know, I'm seeing different expressions of it. And, but I'm still like, like, it it still kind of feels like a square peg round hole situation. Um, So... Like every time I learn a little bit more about my Leo moon and the way it expresses for me, I'm like, oh, like, wow, that is so unexpected, I guess, to answer your question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I almost feel like this is kind of like 
how do I put this? It sounds like fun, but also like so cheesy, but I kind of love, I think I saw that one influencer, um, her name's like, uh, is it like Natalia Benson Mm -hmm. or is it Natalie Benson? She did like the different styles of each horoscope. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cute. And I guess, I mean, maybe even like for me or for anyone, what would be like a fun way to kind of dig into your chart and be like, you know what? I need to express like that side a little bit more. Like, oh, I'm going to start dressing like X or I don't even know if that makes it sense, does. but because I'm even getting curious. I'm like, how are, what are ways where I can express actually a really cool, unique part of me that maybe I don't express enough? I think, um, I would start by like, when you look at your chart, mm-hmm. just visually or like intuitively look at what stands out to you right? So if you're just learning, maybe you only recognize the sun and the moon. Maybe you recognize, um, you know, two planets that are opposite each other or something might stand out to you. I would learn more about that and then see like how you want to express that. A lot of times it'll be a situation like we were talking about where you're like, I really don't know anything about the sign that let's say my Venus is in, right? And so then you go down a bit of a rabbit hole to learn more about Capricorn or Sagittarius or whatever that sign is. Again, I think especially when we're just starting out, you learn about your sun. Maybe you learn your rising and your moon. And then if you really start to go down the rabbit hole, you learn about all of the other planets and the houses and all of that stuff. Um, But Mm -hmm. just starting with what your soul resonates with and what your intuition resonates with, I think would be the right place for you, right? Because you're the one who's choosing Mm -hmm. that placement or whatever. Um, And then beyond that, if we're talking about how to embody pieces of your chart, I actually kind of like the, the style piece, but um, archetype study, I think is really interesting in terms of a way of learning about something but not owning it, right? So like today I'm wearing a pink shirt, right? That's very Venus. (laughs) Um, So like understanding like Venus is beauty and like girly things and fun and all of that stuff. Like you could learn more about your Venus by wearing pink or doing your makeup or wearing nice perfume, something like that. Mm. Okay, that's fun. I also love what you said about um, like looking at looking at it for yourself and seeing what resonates with you because I think that's I mean, I just shared like a blog I wrote the other day where, you know, I think a lot of people kind of go into all this fun spiritual stuff and like, oh, does it work? And it was really fascinating because I used to work at a book and crystal store uh, in downtown Santa Monica. And although of course, I was connected to like really beautiful souls. Um, it was interesting watching customers come in kind of searching for what could fix things. And I just, it was kind of sad. And I, yeah, I wrote just at least with the the little rituals I do, I don't really do too much, but I know what I, the main thing I touched on was like, it's really about your intention, like, it's just, it's all about intention. Like, even that's what my my mediumship teacher saying, you know, it's like, doesn't even matter if you don't see whatever. It's like just the intention of simply dropping into the soul. That's what matters. And the ability to like, just be. So 
I guess that was like a comment slash rhetorical slash <laughs> if you like feel called to comment on that. But I kind of I digress a little. No, bit. I think it speaks to what we were saying earlier. I mean, even about people having intention as to why they're coming to an astrologer or a medium and not thinking that it's going to fix everything. Um, again, a good astrologer is never going to give you answers. They're going to give you more questions so that you can answer them for yourself. And I think we can't help somebody who's searching for something to fix them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's always that element of us having to do whatever work is needed on ourselves to achieve that next learning or to overcome that next challenge so that we can move to the next level or whatever it is. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think kind of tying that back to what we were saying about whatever resonates with you in your chart, um, usually something will whether it's the shape and the patterns of the planets or one specific symbol that just really catches your eye. And I think when you go into looking at your chart with intention, whether it's brand new to you or you've seen it 5,000 times, whatever stands out to you is what you need to hear at that time, what you need to to research if you have lots of that Scorpio energy in you, Um, what you need to focus on or like learn about or whatever. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah, because you're I such a good point about you're going to go to a good astrologer and they're going to um, they're going to have more questions like you want to understand yourself more. And that is so important. That's so huge because, yeah, I think that's one thing I always make sure to communicate with people coming to me. I'm like, what is your intention? And only come if you feel called to. I'm not going to give you, and we are definitely not meant to predict the future and tell others of the future. We're just simply here like to guide and to just relay messages and, you know, be, be, um, just servants of servants of all this goodness. (laughs) I don't even know where I was going with that, but, um, So I think what is so interesting is how people use astrology to map Mm -hmm. out certain parts of their lives. So I'm sure you do it with everything, but is there one in particular you can share? Either it's with friendships or relationships or money, business, um, personal growth. I just think all that stuff is really fascinating. Yeah, I think um, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, one of the most beautiful things about astrology is that it helps us work with and identify cycles and patterns in our own lives and the world around us. So there are a lot of different techniques that allow us to see what our theme is from birthday to birthday. Um, you know, we hear about things like a Saturn return, which happens around 28 or 29. And then again, at 60, right? I think a lot of people in their 20s and 30s are like, oh, my Saturn return. But like, hopefully you have at least one more, maybe two. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's more than one. Um, and so there are all of these cycles, which I've said about 20 times. Um, but each planet, you know, we talk about birthdays having a solar return. Every planet returns to the place it was when you were born. That may or may not be in your lifetime. Like the United States is potentially, this is controversial, um, had, (laughs) is having its Pluto return, right? Because it's very old. So none of us will have a Pluto return. Mm -hmm. But as planets hit different places in our charts, 
we see common themes. And that's, again, that information where we're able to say, okay, Saturn's coming around. He's going to want to make sure that I've been putting in the work and I've been accepting responsibility. So people who don't know that they're having a Saturn return might get smacked you know, in the behind because they aren't on their path. They aren't taking accountability. They aren't taking responsibility. Whereas if you know that your Saturn return is coming up, you have that time and that information to make sure that you're aligned with those energies. Um, so same thing with when we're talking about solar returns and each birthday year mm-hmm. aligns with a certain house. So when we're talking about maybe like the more challenging times, perhaps like a Saturn return, you can also lean into say you're going into a fifth house year, the fifth house represents creativity and fun and joy. So you know that that's a great year for you to step into your joy, to play more, to um, actively Mm -hmm. seek that out because that's the energy that your chart is asking you to embody. Oh my gosh, so much fun. I love it. So I am, I feel like I've posted a little bit on Embody Your Soul because I have my my book club. Mm-hmm. What what is like your go-to book? Like if I were to go to the bookstore right now and like buy an astrology book, what is like you need I'm, this? I'm like looking around. <laughs> your face, you're like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> my go-to book. I think a good beginning one that's super relatable is The Inner Sky by Stephen Forrest. Anything by Stephen Forrest. Um I think he sheds light on enough where you really get a lay of the land um, and in a personal way, like he he shares things in a way where you can be like, oh, that's how this expresses for me or that's not how this <laughs> expresses for me. Um, and his writing style is just really fun. Mm-hmm. I think as kind of like a reference book. One of the first ones I had was the only astrology book you'll ever need, which is not the only astrology book mm. I'll ever need because I have like 200, but ah. it's a great reference, right? If you're learning about your chart and you want to see what a certain house means or what a certain planet in a certain sign means, like it's one that you can easily just flip back and forth through and find what you need. Um, and then one of my favorites is... Give me one second. It's like on my floor and I don't remember the title. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> oh, yes. This one is like really maybe my actual favorite. I've read it so many times. Mm-hmm. That's work for you by mm. Caroline Casey. She's hilarious. Mm. And her perspective is a lot different than a traditional like Saturn means this, Venus means this. Um, she really ties it into how all of the signs and planets are related to each other. I love that. Also, when you said she's really yeah. funny, I'm like, I lo- <laughs> that's great. I love funny people. Oh my gosh, makes it entertaining. See, you sent me down a rabbit hole asking me about books because I have like this bookshelf. I have like two bookshelves in there. I have like a pile of books next to my bed. (laughs) 
I love it. Oh my God. Yeah. Books are my literal one true love. I'm trying not to buy books this month because I have, I have like way too many books. And it it's makes like, you so happy okay. to like, so, but anyways, and it's fine. It and touch it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the smell of a new book and just like placing it on your, you know, um, your pile and you, you get it. It's like, you yes. know, I'm not getting drugs. I'm getting books. Like I'm putting my mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. in a really positive place, guys. Like I don't feel it. Like my boyfriend's like, baby, you do not, like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, my best friend once suggested if I sold my car, I could buy more books. I was like, that is unnecessary. Oh. He was making fun of me though. Oh, that is really, really, really funny though. Yes. Like, I don't have a car, but I They can take books. me anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I can make a car when I read this book, okay? Yes. Like, the possibilities. Oh my gosh. I love that. So a couple final questions, I think. So it seems like this month is a little bit of craziness. I was just kind of listening to a little video. Um, and I guess what are some kind of tips and tricks? I don't even know if tricks is the right word. That sounds too like, <laughs> like loosey-goosey. But I guess what are some ways for us to kind of be able to really be present with this month and um, – not take it for granted because it seems like yeah. It's a really big so one. right now we're in the middle of eclipse season. Eclipses always come in pairs. Um, sometimes there's more. Uh, it's a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse, and then the two weeks before and after is really when the energy builds up and then it eases out. And we're smack in the middle. We're about to have the lunar eclipse soon. I don't know when this is coming out, but um, we will still feel the energy. Um, so eclipse. Seasons are always periods of a lot of, they can be tumultuous um, because if we think about eclipses, if you've ever experienced a total solar eclipse or even a partial solar eclipse, the world goes crazy, right? Like it affects our electromagnetic fields, the like the birds go quiet, the flowers sleep. Um, it's a really, not to use Scorpio language here, but it can be a really intense experience um, for the planet right? Because it changes everything for a period of time. And so eclipses in general are known as periods of a lot of transformation, a lot of shedding, a lot of releasing. Mm. Um, Sometimes they're viewed as like supercharged full moons or new moons. Um, Sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. But it's just important for everyone to know during the like six-ish week period that things might get weird. Um, Things might change dramatically for the better or, you know, in a challenging way. And it just affects everyone differently depending on where things are happening in their chart. If you're not feeling it, whether it's an eclipse or retrograde, uh, full moon, new moon, um, it's always important to know that somebody else is feeling it. It just might not be impacting your chart that way. So if you're like, what's going on? I am fine. Just be really like compassionate and gentle with the people around you because if it's a big event, um, you know, it may not be hitting your chart directly, but it's probably hitting someone you know's chart. So we have eclipse season going on, which mm-hmm. is already a time of a lot going on. And we've officially entered retrograde season. So retrograde season is really about half the year. So when the outer planets that move more slowly go retrograde, like Pluto's usually retrograde for about six months. So it's not a big deal. But we often talk about Mercury retrograde because Mercury moves so quickly and 
we feel the impacts of him moving backwards more in our personal charts. So with Mercury going retrograde, the eclipses, Jupiter just changed signs. It's going to be an Aries for the next, well, next year-ish. It moves backwards as well during his retrograde. But it's just a lot of like energetic shifts. And whether or not you know any of the words that I just said, (laughs) all that matters is that the energy is shifting. And just like anything with energy, there's no good or bad. It's just a matter of how we relate to it and how we ride the waves. So with astrology, there are times when there's more energy and, you know, you feel like there's more stuff going on. And then there's times when things are a little bit mellower and you feel like you can take a breath. So when you are entering these times Mm -hmm. when a lot's going on, I think the key is just to recognize that either you need more self-care or maybe the people around you do. Um, It's a time to be really compassionate and give yourself and give other people grace. And I think the biggest thing when we enter periods of change is I'm I'm a firm believer for myself (laughs) that everything is a message to me for my higher good. And I think when we have these periods of significant changes or, you know, things that are challenging us and our beliefs and might be a little bit scary. Um, It's important to have something that you can ground yourself in like that. Um, We get to choose Mm -hmm. our energy. We get to choose how we react to situations. And um, I believe that (laughs) these times of transformation are really just opportunities for us to, to figure out how we want to, how we want to do that. Mm-hmm. I love that because I love the way you say it in terms of like, it's just, I think it's really easy for people to get caught up in like so many of these, like I was speaking earlier, of these modalities and kind of lose sight of our purpose and the intention. And I just, I love what you said because it's like you're giving, it's almost like well, also your values and how it should be, but also um, with astrology, it's like kind of giving mm-hmm. the power back to us like we can quite literally study ourselves it's another it's another really beautiful way Mm -hmm. to study and understand ourselves and kind of give the power back I mean the internet is blaming mercury retrograde for a lot but we are responsible for how we deal with mercury doing whatever he's gonna do (laughs) exactly oh my goodness yes that's really really funny so (laughs) so final question um, not to make it sound like dark, but when you cross over and you kind of look back at your life and you're like, yes, I, I left the planet in this beautiful way, or I'd made this impact. Like, how do you want to feel looking back at your work? And, um, the word that came to me was just love and it's not, you know, I love my family. I love my friends. You know, that's fabulous. Um, but I, oh, I'm like getting emotional. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did this when I recorded my very first podcast episode <laughs> and I didn't expect it. It just comes over me because I'm so passionate about yeah. this work and I genuinely love everybody who I connect with, you know, whether I meet them or not. Like I do this out of love. And 
the love for helping people understand themselves and to empower themselves, like you're saying. Um, And I think being able, whether it's astrology, whether it's human design, whether it's, you know, whatever the thing is, if if somebody resonates with me and my messages, um, I feel like that is for a reason. And I just feel so called to make sure that I'm serving them with love, that I am fulfilling my purpose with love and um, that they, that they feel that that's really important to me. Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That was wonderful. Oh, and it was so funny. Cause even like with, between us talking, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like maybe I should, I should like get a reading from Lynette. And then just you saying that I'm just like, that just, like all the more like why I should like get an astrology reading from you because you're so you're so passionate like that's how it should be I mean I feel I feel the same way about the work I do I mean gosh like we're here to to serve and we're here to like just be like healers and lovers so hello you guys I hope you enjoyed that talk as much as I did I really loved being a student um, of Lynette. It was just really, really wonderful. And how kind and loving is she? My goodness, this is such a perfect episode to really just kind of get a beautiful, um, basic and pragmatic understanding of astrology and why we should care about it and just kind of how to get started and how to start really understanding yourself and also how we can really empower you and like give you power into understanding yourself. So anyways, definitely give her a follow at Cosmic Moves. I will put her almost said her episode. Oh my gosh. Her Instagram and her website in the show notes. Make sure to follow and leave a review for the podcast. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. And of course, for the giveaway, duh. And definitely make sure to save the date for my mediumship gallery on June 4th. Eventbrite tickets are available on my website. And I'll also put that in the show notes. I love you guys so, so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next week.